Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a good night and everything is well with you. It is well in this household in West London. Isn't that right, Amanda? It is indeed, and it's a fine morning. It is a fine morning. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I want to uh, make sure that today I share with you seven minutes with God. I've been promising to do this over the last couple of days, and uh, I'm going to do it this morning, hopefully. Um, but in the meantime, don't forget, if you text or WhatsApp any prayer requests or messages to 07570261697, or you can use the response that you get a response form, the response facility on the, li the live stream. And um, this morning's Bible readings are Joshua chapter 11, Jeremiah chapter 5, Psalm 144, and Matthew 19. So if you are following Katie's Bible reading plan, which uh, is on the... Uh, uh, you, you pick it up from the Revival Times. You, you just press the icon on the Revival Times and there's a menu. It will give you the information on seven minutes with God. It will also give you the Bible reading plan because we have not put out yet our April Revival Times. And so uh, then those are the daily Bible readings and you read them on your own. And if you do that, then you can read through the Bible once in a year and New Testament twice. And uh, before we get to seven minutes with God, I want to share just some thoughts with a, a section from Matthew 19, which is at the very end of our New Testament Bible reading today. So now I'm going to read with you, uh, that is uh, Matthew 19, verse 23. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say, say to you, only will, with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Can I have a loud amen this morning? Then Peter uh, said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or children or lands for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Well, this teaching follows on the hard on the heels of the rich young ruler. Remember, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you know, keep the commandments. You know what you must do. And uh, this is confusing to people because some people say, well, surely this is what I must do to be saved. Keep the commandments, be obedient. Um, and actually, that's not what Jesus is teaching because it's clear that none of us has ever kept the commandments of God, maybe outwardly, 
the Apostle Paul was able to say, as far as legalistic righteousness is concerned, I was flawless. So yeah, Paul managed to keep all the rules and regulations of Old Testament law. But later on, Paul discovered that the, the, the commandment, thou shalt not covet, was something about desire. It's to do with desire, not just outward actions. And he said, it's that one that got me. And I realized that I'd broken the commandments of God because if you're guilty at breaking one commandment, you're guilty of breaking the law of God. And so nobody can get to heaven by keeping the commandments. You get to heaven by putting your faith and trust in Christ who died for you on the cross and saying, I'm not trusting in my righteousness. I'm trusting in the righteousness of Christ. So what then was Jesus talking about? You see, the question was, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Here, Jesus is talking about inheritance. That's the question that was asked. And he said to the rich young ruler, sell everything and then come and follow me. And that was his stumbling block. He had much wealth. And then Jesus said, when this young man went away successful and sorrowful, he said, um, well, it's hard for rich people to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. The eye of the needle is one of the gates of Jerusalem where big camels would come uh, and, and they'd have all of their load and trade and on, on the camel and it was impossible to get through. They'd have to stop and offload and then let the camel go through. And so he's saying it's impossible to men, but not impossible to God. God can even get rich people to heaven. But the question was about leaving everything. And um, so Peter was, was upset about this. He said, well, we've done this, Lord. We've left everything and followed you. What then will we have? So you see, Peter knew it wasn't talking about salvation. Peter knew that this was about inheritance. What will our inheritance be? And this is wonderful because he says, well, you're going to rule and reign with me. Uh, and, and I tell you, Jesus said, if anyone who has left your house, your brothers, your sisters, your father, your mother, lands, anything that you have forsaken in order to follow Christ, uh, that you're going to be richly rewarded both in this life and in the life to come. You're going to receive many, many more times over family relationships within the kingdom of God. Let me just clear up a point here because some people might be thinking that Jesus is saying you have to leave your mother and father or your brothers and sisters uh, if you're going to follow me. No, he's not saying that. But there are times, and as I know, as I travel the world, even in, in our country in Britain, there are people who lose everything because they confess Jesus Christ as Savior. They lose everything. They lose family. They lose jobs. And that is very much because of uh, certain groups which make it impossible for you to change from one religion to another religion. And it's also sometimes not just with religious households. There are people who are atheists and and, and your, your, your children are abandoned. Uh, the children of the atheists are rejected when they come to faith in Christ. In fact, I heard of a story of a family said, I would rather my son was a drug addict than a Christian. And the son had come off drugs and was serving Jesus. I'd rather that my son was a drug addict rather than a Christian. 
So sometimes conflict comes into families. And uh, you know, many times when we're walking in the Holy Spirit, people don't understand what we do. I remember way back when I was in the Royal Ballet, I was a reluctant member of the Royal Ballet because I'd come to Christ in the final stages of my training. And I knew that God had called me to serve him in a different way. But my wise guardians and spiritual uncle in Great Britain said, look, you've you got to go back. You've got to fulfill your training. You can't just walk out. And it's irresponsible. I said, I'm going to step out in faith. And they said, that's not what faith is. You have to wait on the Lord for the right time. And I was always Mr. Too Quick, Mr. Too Hasty. But I did wait. And then the time came when I had to inform my family. My own father had passed away. My mother had remarried. And both my mother and my stepfather had been supporting me with the little they had to finish my studies, uh, uh, my training. Also, I was given um, a, a grant from the Royal Ballet in order to, to continue. So it was, it was after my father died. And so it was like a, a, a big blow to people. They didn't understand that I had to leave. And my, my mother and my family were very upset, the sacrifice that had been made over the years. But I remember the Royal Ballet director sit down with me. We're sitting there in the, in the seats in, in Covent Garden, the Royal Opera House, and we had a chat way at the back of the dress circle, well, wherever it was, downstairs. And um, when I described why I was leaving, and they, they were upset because they were making me and my, my partner, my ballerina partner, the, the headline um, partnership for that next season, five principal roles, several of them were going to be created for me and Vivian Lorraine, who was the principal dancer. I was still just a quarter ballet member, just in the chorus, but they were going to promote me. And, and I could see I could not commit to that because the time was right for me to leave it all behind. Uh, I did leave it all behind. But my director said, you know, when I, when I sat down with you, I was going to convince you to stay in the Royal Ballet. But listening to you, he said, dancing would be second best for you. And he released me. So it's wonderful when people like that recognize there's something real about your, your faith and real about your, your commitment to Christ. And if family don't and other people don't understand. But nevertheless, when the Holy Spirit speaks, you follow the Holy Spirit, even if your nearest and dearest don't understand. It's such a blessing to serve the Lord alongside a believing wife, a spirit-filled wife who's a great support. By the way, that little story I told, uh, the fuller version of that, in fact, the whole documentary, Light to the Nations, the Colin Dice story, we're going to put it onto KTTV before too long. So watch out for that. So coming down to you right now, today, the most important thing is to follow Christ. And even if your nearest and dearest, your mother, your father, your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, even if they don't understand, don't compromise. Be wise, of course. Pray for them. And maybe we will pray this morning for people who don't know Christ, who are the loved ones and yes. family members. I believe we are going to see household salvation uh, in, in this season. 
and where people call upon the, the name of the Lord. So let me pray into that, first of all, and then we'll take a couple of prayer requests, and then I'll get down to uh, seven minutes with God. Don't forget to send your prayer requests in 07570-261-697. So let's pray into our commitment this morning as followers of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the joy of serving you. We thank you for your presence with us now, where two or three are gathered, you are with us, and we are gathered, and quite a number of people are watching right now, and we pray that you would presence yourself right where they are, and we pray that you would minister to them, every single one of them, if there are concerns in their hearts concerning families. Maybe there are people who don't yet know Jesus. Maybe there are people who are suffering and with mental health issues. Maybe they have physical problems. Maybe they are fighting off symptoms which seem to be similar to coronavirus. Maybe they have underlying conditions. Maybe there is, there is a concern about provision, about finance, about all the worries of life. But we thank you, Lord, that the kingdom of God comes first, first in our lives, and we put God first above everything else. And when we do that, everything else falls into place. So I pray that you would minister on this morning fresh grace fresh mercy fresh joy fresh sense of god's presence and may the peace of the lord jesus christ that keeps us and guards us in our hearts be with us today in jesus name amen Hi. Okay, Amanda. So uh, let's see. Have any prayer requests come in so far? We have a few praise requests come in uh, of people we've been praying for during the week. They're writing in to say they're feeling better. Um, so we give God thanks for that. Uh, we have a prayer request from Raquel. She asks us to pray for her cousin who has kidney failure and also all the symptoms of the virus. So she's asking us to pray for that. We have a prayer request from a young man who wants prayer because he wants to be a counselor and he wants prayer that he will get that, get onto that training to become a counselor. Okay, so now this is a critical prayer request, coronavirus and kidney problems. Mm -hmm. And, and, this is a critical uh, for my Amanda is the, the former medical person, um, but I know how serious that is. And so we need to pray with urgency. So can we do that, everybody? Would you like to lead us, Amanda? Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning with grateful hearts, Lord. We give you thanks for this new day and for the many blessings that you've poured out upon us already this day. And Lord, we want to lift before you Raquel's cousin today, Father God. This is a serious matter with, yes, with kidney failure and symptoms yes, of, the, of the virus. Intervene, Father, Lord. in Jesus' name, we pray that you would stretch forth your hand yes, upon Lord. this person, Lord God, Intervene, that Lord. you would just 
pour out, Lord God, your healing touch into her life. Intervene, Lord God. Yes, Lord. It is not too difficult for you, Lord, to give her new kidneys, Father. Yes, you are a creative God. Yes, you do creative miracles. Yes, and Father, we pray this morning for a creative miracle in this person's life in Jesus' name. And we come Amen. against the Amen. symptoms of this virus. Yes, and we just ask that you would Put your stay them by your holy hand this morning, Lord God, amen. that she would not become ill with this virus. Yes, in Lord. Jesus name. Amen and amen. I agree with that prayer, Lord Jesus. Amanda and I stand in agreement, and you do tell us in your word that when we are agreed as touching everything which is to do with God's will in heaven being done. We ask, Father, right now for an intervention yes, of your Holy Lord. Spirit. Yes, this, this requires a miracle, Lord, and yes. we ask you, intervene in yes. this situation. Yes. We yes. call upon you. We stand in the gap right now, and not just on behalf of this person, but all who are now at this stage who are watching and who have prayer requests and needs that they're bringing before you now. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we ask, Father, for a miracle. We ask for a miracle, Lord, an intervention. Yes, Lord Will you open yes. heaven and send down the answer to that prayer? Miraculous provision, miraculous healing, we pray in Jesus' name. And we all agree, amen, amen. and amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, uh, take us on to another one. Sorry, they're just arriving yeah, at the arriving moment. Yeah, they're arriving thick and fast here. Uh, someone requesting prayer for her mother and sister that they will reconcile. May God touch their hearts and set the agreement apart, disagreement apart. Father, we pray for this family. Lord, we ask that during this time, Father God, during this serious time in our country, Lord, in our land, in our globally, Father God, we pray that families would be united, Lord God, that any conflict or any disagreement, Lord, that they would just wake up to the fact that life is so precarious at the moment, yes. Father God. And we ask, Lord, unite this family in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, that's a little bit that I was ministering into family relationships now um just because you are the spiritual one <clears throat> the person who knows and loves jesus doesn't make you right in every argument i mean i'm a christian i must be right this is non-christian they can't be right sometimes i have found that uh, perceptive people intuitive people or people who, who who are loving will point out things in my life as a christian even though they don't know jesus and God uses, God can use a crooked stick to draw a straight line. If God can speak through a donkey, don't, oh man, I'm not going to go down that line. I'm just saying that uh, uh, we need to be aware that we're not always right just because we're Christians. The other thing is, is that I really do sense that we need to be aware of interpersonal relationships. Uh, a lot of people will be shut indoors and never having spent so much time with their flatmates or even at home with their family. Uh, in such confined and difficult circumstances. And so we need to pray for the grace of Jesus to flow upon households yes, and those yes. households. And in that, not just keeping the peace, but discovering the peace, the Amen. peace, shalom. Amen. And I, I, I want to encourage you, if you're a husband and wife team at home and you're struggling in your relationship, do do get people to pray for you. Do get, get some help because we don't want 
relational tensions to develop. If you also have a grievance against anybody and you're sitting at home thinking that person said this, this person said that, why did they do that? I can't believe they did that. Let it go. Let it go. Come on, just let it go. Forgive right now from your heart. You will be better for it. And so will the kingdom of God will, will, will benefit from that decision that you make. Okay, now um, I want to talk to you about seven minutes with God. And if you go to Revival Times online and look at the menu, you'll see under Revival Times Extra, seven minutes with God. Now, when I first remembered this, I, I got this leaflet many, many years ago. And I thought, seven minutes with God, a daily quiet time. Hey, we take 30 minutes here every day when we're sharing. Um, but this is uh, for those who do not have a daily disciplined, quiet time with God, call it your, your daily devotions, or whatever you want to call it. And it's not about saying, well, you know, uh, last week I, I spent one hour with God every day. And now today you're not spending any time with God. Well, you are because we're together. It's not just about, uh, about having occasional times with God. It's about doing it every single day and a seven minute commitment every single day is a good starting point and it's better to do seven minutes a day than one hour today and no time for the rest no more time for the rest of april and also it's a it's a clever little idea this because you know if you start off with seven minutes you'll find that you'll want more you'll want more but you can commit to seven minutes a day and this this really goes way back it's a navigator booklet and we've had permission to put it online and it's dr robert Foster. And um, I don't know how long ago it goes, but it the story of the seven, minute, seven minutes with God goes back to 1882 on the campus of Cambridge University. And the word that was first given and the slogan being, remember the morning watch. So there were students, quite famous students now, like Hooper and Thornton, Thornton. It says they found their days loaded with studies, lectures, games, and bull sessions. Somebody let me know what that is, what a bull, bull session is. Anyway, enthusiasm and activity were the order of the day. Now, they these dedicated men soon discovered a flaw in their spiritual armor, a small crack, which was, if it was not closed, would soon bring disaster. Time with God, it soon becomes a daily di disciplined, delightful time with God. And anyway, so they developed this uh, seven minutes with God and that spread and it became it followed. It says that followed a remarkable period of religious blessing and in in Cambridge, in the university. And out of that came the famous Cambridge seven people who were missionaries all over the world way back in the 19th century. Who knows? What will happen in London if all of us, uh, not just you, we've got 150 or so people watching this morning, but if every believer got down to this and started with seven minutes a day, it, the, the, the blessing that could follow is enormous. Okay, so how do, you, how do you invest these seven minutes? Okay, invest the first 30 seconds preparing your heart. Thank him for a good night of sleep. Uh, or not so good if you didn't have one, thank him anyway. 
and then you say lord i thank you for the new opportunities this day cleanse my heart speak to me through the scriptures open my heart fill my heart make my mind alert my soul active and my heart responsive lord surround me with your presence during this time amen and then for the next four minutes take time to read the bible the greatest need is to hear some word from god allow the author of this book to strike fire in your heart meet the author then it talks about different places how you can start four minutes now the readings that we have uh, those chapters five chapters take you far beyond four minutes but i'm speaking to those who haven't quite got there yet and then you follow a time with the lord and here they set out the acts of worship a c t s uh, a is for adoration spot spend time in adoration confession confessing your sins now let me just say this having seen him you're you now want to be sure every sin is cleansed and forsaken confession comes from a root word meaning to agree together with say the same thing as now there's a lot of controversy about this today the lord's prayer tells us every day to we forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us but there are <clears throat> some people who teach that um it's a sin to confess your sins well if it's a sin love for him bringing the things that offend now in a relationship suppose in a relationship such as husband and wife suppose there has been some offense i'm not saying that you know i have taken offense or amanda might have taken offense no it's when we have offended when we've done something wrong we've hurt somebody you know if there's love in that relationship you won't ignore that you won't ignore that i don't know who i'm speaking to now but maybe there's people out there listening and you know you've got to say sorry to your husband or your wife your son your daughter your father your mother i shouldn't have done that i'm sorry and don't let them say no no it's okay no it's not okay and so in the same way you bring your confession to god and it's not like God holding you over the flames of hell saying, unless you confess your sin, that you had a double Mars bar yesterday, you are going to hell. It's not like that. It's 100% relational. And then thanksgiving. Express your gratitude to God. And uh, so it's uh, uh, every during this prayer time, It's they, they've got all timed here. Half an hour for the prayer, for half, half a minute for the prayer for guidance, four minutes reading the Bible, and two and a half minutes going through some of the thing adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And if just you stick to that, you will find it will take no more than around seven minutes. But also, you will find if you do that every day, stick to it every day, you will find before long that you will have a delightful time and the seven minutes. Will, will will expand uh, but don't uh, take giant steps take small steps and you know this whole thing about change small tiny things that you can do every day even exercise so well i can't do exercise well even if you did two minutes a day just two minutes but do it every day you'll soon want to do more or if you do sit and do some deep breathing for relaxation uh, and, and focus on the Lord, deep breathing, two minutes a day. Uh, and, and you can come back maybe two or three times a day to do these kind of things, physical exercise, deep breathing, which is very good to, to for relaxation. 
and also don't forget god gave us our lungs and he wants us to use all of the lungs not just the little bit of lungs that we use <laughs> deep breathing oh maybe that's maybe that's my my ballet ballet training coming out and so to create big lifelong habits start with small steps seven minutes a day so we have a couple of minutes left this morning what else has come in amanda yes marcia asks us to pray for her she's unwell she has got a temperature but no other flu-like symptoms but she has been working in a in a old people's home elderly people's home and she's now isolating so she asked asks us to pray for her and also uh nicola asks um she says, when we forgive someone, as you have just been saying, will you say we should have a relationship with them? Well, if you truly forgive someone, it depends if you're within proximity or on the phone and you can ask for their forgiveness, or if maybe you need to text them if they're not in this country or where you need to make contact with them. It isn't enough just to forgive in your heart. You yes. have to ask for their forgiveness and repent of whatever you've done to them. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, however, there are cases. So if we're talking about abuse, abusive situations, any situation where you are at risk, um, forgiveness is in, in the heart and you, you, you don't, you don't have to uh, continue in close contact with somebody who where, where there's an abusive or dangerous relationship so perhaps um if uh, we we can follow that up a little bit more maybe do some more teaching but I, I i don't know the circumstances of this request and so while amanda's absolutely right um you know in a close relationship we of course we'd want to have a continued relationship but there are times when when we have to consider that forgiveness means you hold nothing against them in your heart but you can no longer see that person and that that is that all depends on circumstances i'm sure sure you get what i'm saying okay um now are you going to it's another prayer request yes. to pray before before we finish There's two more come in uh this one has just come this one's just come in um it's for someone who's in Croydon Hospital with coronavirus quite poorly and also has asthma. And the person calling, it's a son. So the person's calling, asking for prayer for this son who is quite unwell yeah. that, and praying that he will make a full recovery. Right. Okay. We'll end with that prayer request and we will follow them up. Don't forget all these prayer requests are prayed through by our staff and intercessors. Father, we lift up this young person with asthma and we know asthma is a pre-existing condition, which is, which is serious for coronavirus. And we ask that once again, you will intervene right now. We've just been talking about breathing. We've just been talking about breathing and we thank you for our lungs. We thank you for given our lungs for breathing and we pray that you will restore this young person's lungs. We pray supernaturally remove this asthmatic condition. And Father, we pray that the coronavirus will not go so far as to give severe symptoms of lung condition. We ask Father in Jesus' name, intervene by your mercy and by your grace. Amen and amen.